Hello, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys. Your girl again, Brandy Valentine Azirwe, and I welcome you to yet another episode of the Ugandan podcast. Um, it's been a minute, and I'm glad we're all here, and we have an exciting and awesome guest today, Engineer Irene Kagwa Sewankambo, the Executive Director for the Uganda Communications Commission. You are welcome. Thank you, Brandy. I'm Acting Executive Director. Hey, so the, when the role closes... <laughs> <laughs> You're not acting, yeah? <laughs> okay, that's okay. Uh, acting Executive Director, we welcome you to this uh, lovely podcast. It's been a minute, we've been wanting to have you and creating time here and there, so we're glad you're here. You're finally in my safe box by inviting me here. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would have argued for myself. But uh, you can start by introducing yourself. Tell us a thing or two about you that we need to know as we move forward. Good question. What do you need to know about me? Are I'm you engineer a... Irene Kagwa. Okay. So I'm Campbell. I have a bachelor's in electrical engineering from Makere University. I have a master's in communication systems and signal processing from the University of Bristol in the UK. Okay. And I have a master's in economic management and policy from the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow. So you are a doctor, doctor engineer? Not yet. Not yet, though. I need to go do my revision on how these things work. The PhD, then you get the doctor. Oh, okay, okay. That means, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're very glad to have you on this podcast. And I'm glad that today we get to discuss issues of how impactful we can have communications, telecommunications, and so much more, right? Yes. Are you ready to get into it? Anytime. Okay. So question number one, I know we have been, we've been seeing you on the timeline uh, giving out uh, different computers here and there and doing ICT trainings in different schools. Well done. Thank you very much. Could you tell us more about what this um, campaign has been when you have been training different schools and different girls and stuff like that? Thank you for that opportunity. And I'm glad you asked. Always eager to talk about what we've done in ICT in education. Okay. So as Uganda Communications Commission, one of the functions that we have in our mandate is to establish a universal access and service fund. Now, this fund is all about a gap intervention between the commercial operations of the sector and the government objectives or the objectives of inclusiveness and making sure everybody is um, using all these communication services. Now, unlike voice telephony where it's all about, I want to call Brandy, so I pick up the phone, in the case of internet, you need relevance, you need a purpose, yeah. but you also need devices, you need tools, you need the coverage. And we looked around the sectors, looking at how we can make sure that internet becomes relevant to ICTs for that matter, in terms of the economy, so that it is not about just communication. We're seeing ICTs facilitating the growth of our economy. Yeah. And one of the sectors we identified was education. Now, we are in a country where we want our children to compete in jobs in the future with children elsewhere. Yes. They're exposed to technology at an early age. For the rest of us, I don't know about you. We first found these things at the university when they'd give you until you go and type your work and you're trying to figure out where is A, where is Excel, uppercase, where, how do I go? <laughs> yeah. So we need to bring up the new generation already tech savvy. Mm. It's an opportunity. We call them, the, you know, the digital natives. They have grown up in the world where ICTs are reality. They can no longer afford not to be. Yes. 
And we also looked at it as an opportunity to improve education. It expands how much information the teachers have, but also the students. So in this program, we started off by giving labs, ICT school labs. We call them labs, but not the other physics labs of yeah, pendulum. The ones where you mix stuff and exactly. you're waiting for yeah, a is dangerous, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, in this case, we'd set up computer labs. Yes. Um, we started with around 20 on average, which is, of course, a humble, small amount comparing the size of the schools. That would give the school, provide the building and we provide the computer labs, set it up. Then after that, we're like, okay, it's not just enough to have the standalone labs. We need them to be connected to the internet. So we then partnered with um, the operators as well as the research and education network so that internet can be provided to these schools to at least five megabits per second. It's still small, but at least something. It, it can move somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And then after that, we're like, okay, yes. Um, we also need, we have an opportunity, the infrastructure is there. Yeah. How can we use that infrastructure so that the schools benefit more? In some of these schools, many of them are in the rural areas where they don't yet have those labs and the pendulum that, you know, you had to keep counting. So if we provided them digital science content, yeah. this fosters again, their being able to compete with children in other parts of the country. So that was another addition in, in collaboration with the Ministry of Education and, and Sports yes. in terms of providing digital content. And then we're like, okay, now we have the labs. We have the connectivity. We have content. You yeah, have people who are willing these to. children here. <laughs> yes. This is a new age because we were having issues where a lab would go off. And they're like, you know, the lab is not working. Please send us an engineer. And you send someone all the way from Kampala on it, find it's a cable that was kicked out. Yes. And no one figured it out. And we're like, okay, we can harness these children that are in the schools. So we started a program where we now have ICT school labs. Yeah. The clubs um, are made up of the students. And the same way we had debate club and history club. Interact and club. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was I one know of the good ones. Right? <laughs> yeah, you, they'll tell you, do not finish the drink in the glass because it doesn't make you look cool. And you're like, why am I in this club? But I love it. you just waiting for everybody to go and then come back and finish your drink, <laughs> well, right? no. <laughs> but yeah. So, so you we, set up ICT use, clubs. Yes. yes. And what we're doing is using that as an opportunity to say, we train the students how to maintain the labs for themselves. Yeah. And then also use that to get other skills like research and innovation. Yes. So that we harness their creativity and start directing. Many of these kids are very creative, but now they're getting wasted away in things like TikTok and, and all these things. So they're not using their creativity. Do you have an account the- on TikTok? No. Oh, we're going to put for you after this. Let's <laughs> carry on. <laughs> so uh, we, we were looking at how do we start getting them to be creative so yeah. that when they go back to their respective communities, they can create solutions for the local challenges. That's why we stop this business where we wait for, you know, persons to come from outside to solve our problems. Yet we have Very, the minds, yeah. we have the hands, we have the ability we now have the tools. And we even have support. And we support. understand our challenges yeah. ourselves. Yeah. You don't need someone to come and tell you you're hungry. <laughs> you're the one who understands <laughs> that you're hungry. Yes. So we can actually solve our own problems if we harness the intellectual you know, abilities that we already have. Yeah. That's a good thing. Because I saw, I, I, I saw on the post that uh, the first lady struck the Minister of Education had put out and like in conjunction with UCC, we have been able to cover this mileage and and I like that the distribution is countrywide. It's not like you got one section and said we are dealing with just the north. 
adjust the east. So congratulations. Every year we purpose to make sure that we go across. Yeah. Because we we don't want this about the central, the east. It is about Uganda. Yeah. They're all students in Uganda. All of them are part of Uganda's economy. So we have to solve the problems across the country. Okay. So between um, regulation of televisions and telecommunications, what's the most exciting part of being the acting uh, uh, ED for UCC? <sighs> you know, when you're, when you're outside that office, you look at you like, if I'm the one who gets into that office, <laughs> then you enter that office and you realize, and okay, maybe it's better to be on the other side. I agree. But it's, it's one of those where every day that you wake up, you're not going to predict what is going to happen. Yeah. There's always something new. It's a very dynamic industry. Yes. But it's also an opportunity to serve and do a lot. Yes. When you see the impact or, you know, the appreciation of things, of course, appreciation is a real commodity in Uganda. Yeah. However much you do, <laughs> don't, don't wait for appreciation. But when you see the impact of what you've done yeah. and you're like, okay, yes, we have been able to do that. That is us who have done that. Mm. That we are very gratifying. Yeah, we had this much targets and we have achieved this much. No one can take that away from you. Exactly. Yeah. But what's the mandate of the Uganda Communications Commission? Very good. Because people normally think of regulators as policemen, yeah. that you're there on only enforcement. We are law f- enforcement officers and the like, but we're facilitators. So a regulator is not just uh, law, yes, no, no, you're under arrest. No. We are there to foster development. So the Communications Act sought to create a modern communication sector in Uganda. And the regulator as UCC was established to facilitate and and make sure that that is realized. So it's almost that we are steering everybody to say, guys, let's move. This is the direction we need to go to, um, to be able to realize, let us all collaborate. So you're almost in in a go between that is just giving you a general idea of what a regulator does. But yes. in the case of Uganda Communications Commission, the communication sector includes broadcasting, as you've talked about, radio, television, Preach. and online broadcasting. Oh, yes, an online yes. digital transformation. Here we come. Exactly. <laughs> then we have um, telecommunications, of course, the traditional telephony everybody's used to, the mobiles that we have. I like how you call it telephony, Yes, because for us, the engineers, you know, that has different connotations (laughs) between telephony and telecommunications. Yes. And then we also do post and courier. And of course, I always get asked, why are you still talking about postal? And I always challenge them. So when you buy things online or through e-commerce, how are they delivered to you? That's still courier. Someone has to deliver them to you. Absolutely. So it is still much as we've moved away from the aerograms, uh, the stamps still exist. I got a postcard last week and I was excited. You must have been because I'm wondering which year are we we're in 2022 <laughs> if I'm still receiving postcards. I, and I, I wish to receive a postcard one time. I'll, I'll buy you one. I'll go to the post office. They're still there. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and send you one. Yeah. So we also have, um, of course, the internet, which to everybody else is part of telecommunications, but many people don't realize that actually internet is part of telecommunications. Yeah. Okay, I think I think it is because then the service provider is not supposed to give you. It's it's voice and data service. So internet is really just a data service at the end of the day. I think whoever is hearing you and they're hearing you talking about data now, they're like, "Uh huh, she's about to hit the point I want." <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to skip to the next part. UCC has been a huge partner of the Uganda Film Festival for 2022. 
and while follow up activities like training of different creatives and stuff like that what does this signify for our industry in Uganda I'll go back to 2013 yeah. is when we started the Uganda Film Festival okay so this was the ninth edition of the film festival Oh, nice. Now when we started we had told the broadcasters you know you have to carry 70% local content. And they're like but where is the content? <laughs> <laughs> no content. Yeah. We're like no 70% of the content you carry on your radios TVs really should be local. So when they gave us that feedback we realized okay um there's a gap in in terms of the market but we also noticed that there's an opportunity yeah. in terms of how much Uganda can reap. I don't know about you but in school we had those folk songs on Saturdays attending yeah. and music and dance and drama a festival for one of the schools and remembering those days of school and dancing wala dance exactly. then we tell we would recite poems now we walk all upright like we never used to do those things <laughs> but we had all that talent we that is how much and when anything happens in Uganda yeah the pace at which you see those you know posters being created uh, you know artwork yeah even creating comedy out of you know the whole situation just shows you the creative minds we have in Uganda so and yet we're not utilizing them yes so as Uganda Communications Commission we said okay we need to provide a platform a platform that showcases what we have in Uganda mm. so it brings together it's not about I'm um, up class and lower class <laughs> this is Uganda film industry yeah. come showcase your work um present foster collaboration foster networking in terms of you know sponsors and you know the actors producers and everybody then also we used that as a platform to get our industry quality to also be improved i remember the very first film festival oh The comments of the judges seemed very harsh. They were like, "Oh, the sound was bad, the this was bad." <laughs> and we're thinking, hey. "Lighting, what?" And you know, we had brought, you know, all the top notches of of the film industry. We had guys from coming in from we had Femi from Ghana, I mean from Nigeria. Mm. So we had all these internationally placed experts and they dissed our work so badly mm. as Uganda of course had felt it was our work since I was also Ugandan. But that was feedback for us to start and appreciate where the gaps that need to be addressed in the sector. So as part of the Uganda Film Festival, we do we started a program where we used to do master classes mm. at the side and would teach uh, handling sound, how you know, sound quality and all these lighting, cameras and all these other expert issues. And over the years the comments have improved. Yeah. That now, you know, Anytime I hear um Ugandan content out there competing in an internet I'm like yes we are there now yeah you can yes <laughs> and we're doing it I think that's really going true going back to your question of yeah. you know what does it also mean Signify, to us because yes. as a country as I mentioned we tend to look down on people who are in the film industry who are in the drama or in the cre- the, you know, the creative arts industry we're talking about film but creative arts is huge True. It is a huge it has the actual arts the design work then it has the media and then it has the audiovisual industry animation exactly software yeah. development is in there yeah. architecture is in there storytelling but we 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 tend to look at it as failed people mm. 
And we don't yet appreciate that that is a source of employment. For one film, I keep telling Paul, even the person who's in charge of making sure that people on the set have water, have their bites, that's employment. There is a makeup artist. There's a sound guy. There is the person who makes sure that the wound looks real, even yes. when you have a smooth skin, but you come on the screen and that that wound really looks like it's bleeding. Huh? Do you know who's my favorite? The uh-huh. one who makes the bullet look like it just. <laughs> Okay, but let's and then focused. also the, you know, the wardrobe and everything. So all these are persons and opportunities that are out there. Yeah, as looking at how I keep saying I need to go on a, a set that I used to sit in the director's chair. And I'm like, yes, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> all that is employment. Yeah. The script writer, yeah. you know, the mixer, the person on the sound engineer, you know, the person who goes to s- set up the sites and make sure the location looks right. Yeah. That is all potential employment. True. In a country like ours where we have so many youth, natural talent, mm. this is an opportunity for employment. But the f- um, film industry, the audiovisual industry also has another key purpose. Yeah. Culture. Culture. When you look at those dances, look, look, even the stories, many of us prefer the history when we did listen to the drama yeah. than when you have to read a history book. So it helps actually create an opportunity for driving culture, for driving togetherness, for giving that social cohesion um, a platform. Mm. So there are so many reasons why as a country we need to make sure that we promote the creative arts industry. That's so true. And I was actually watching uh, Chimamanda's uh, presentation on uh, a single, the, the danger of a single-sided story. Mm. Uh, when you talked about culture, I remember, like if you let people keep telling your story, then people never know what your story is from your light. So the beauty of how the film industry has grown is we get to find our stories out there. I reach home at 7.30 and I'm trying to change the, ch- the channel. And they're like, guys are like, okay, Brandy, as you do whatever you're doing on the screen, we have to watch Sanyu. You on know. <laughs> we have to watch Prestige. We have to watch all these exactly. things. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Now you don't want to watch Netflix. You want to watch ours exactly. first. And, then Which, we- we, and I keep always challenging Ugandans. Many Ugandans haven't yet checked out how good the productions have improved. Yeah. I was once seated with, you know, how people from the diasporas are. They're like, is that Ugandan or Nigerian? <laughs> and, and the next line, they went and spoke Uganda side tan yeah, like, uh, to say, yes, it's Ugandan. It's Ugandan. They're like, eh, with those colors, that clarity. I'm like, yes, we have improved that much. Yeah. And you can see that now our people are competing Globally, not just in African level. We only we mainly hear about the festivals that are in Africa. Yes. But even the Keynes Film Festival, we have entries there from Uganda. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are, moving to the next question, what are the five wins as a sector that you, in your, that, that you, you, you identify with? The five <sighs> wins of the ICT sector Andy, in Uganda. You know how long I have been in UCC or in this sector, so that, that you need to quantify that <laughs> in terms of... <laughs> In what duration are you talking about? Let's say, five, if, we're, if we're identifying five wins, let it be in the last five years. Oh, okay. Good one. Yeah. Ah, the last five years. The internet has gone down. Yeah. The price, huh? Yes. Oh, good. The usage has gone up. Okay. So at least there's more than just uh, people looking at only social media as being internet. Mm. Uh, People equate social media to be equal to internet. Um, 
I love the fact that we have more schools. schools. 1,254 secondary schools have been aided. Oh no, actually that is education because some of them are universities, but many, many of those are, you know, secondary schools that have, have gotten computers and are now able to do ICT curriculum because now it's an examinable subject. That would not have been possible if the students didn't have computers. So that's an improvement in digital literacy. Yes. Okay. Certainly, and also digital, I mean, ICT in education, yes. because as a country, we were able to introduce um, ICT as an examinable subject. Yes. Um, also, in terms of the level of adoption, yes. I, I pride on the fact that all the way from the head of state has appreciation for why ICTs are important mm. in our economy. Mm. We're not talking about... Uh, that ICTs don't measure to when we're talking about shelter. Yes. yes now we all appreciate that COVID. <laughs> I keep saying, yes, COVID was a very bad thing. Yes. It was bad, but it was an opportunity for our sector. That's true. Because That's true. many got to appreciate the value of ICTs. Mm. Now, when you look at things like mobile money, for, at one point we used to say, you know, as Uganda, we are disadvantaged because we don't have a lot of plastic money in terms of, you know, the credit cards. Mm. Many people didn't have them, so we can't really do mobile commerce and e-commerce much. Mm. We're disadvantaged. Now, all across the country, everyone will be asking you, don't you have a mobile money account? (laughs) Can't I send it to you, mobile Mobile money? money, So people are not taking buses to come, now first come for the money because I have to go back to give the other person who's sick. And a lot of the money is already going along the journey. Announcements, I remember things we used to take for granted. Many people now keep forgetting that there's an issue of announcements. So you find many people are feeling they participate even in the radio shows that they're able to call in. in, So the level of citizen participation, exactly. The level of citizen participation, I think, has increased thanks to ICTs. So you find community even being more interested in participating. Yes, now we are forced with the challenge of, you know, misinformation as a result and having to make sure that people don't jump onto wrong information. Yeah. But there's a lot more opportunity for, you know, a lot um, of integration. Mm, that's true. And also when you talked about mobile money, then you reminded me of how I have my bank app on the phone. So those days you'd make a line at the bank and you're like, but wait, is it my money that is making me stand in this <laughs> line? <laughs> And, and, you know, we don't even realize because even the ATMs are riding on the fact that we have ICTs. Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to just stop at the ATMs. But indeed, <laughs> when we got them enough, and even the ATM seems far. Yeah. It's for making time for. I'm sorry, someone made a bad joke about the ATM, that the ATM gave them less. I feel like it was just a meme for our entertainment, but let me share. <laughs> like the money was given less by like a, like a small number. So he turns to the neighbor like, uh-huh, you're my witness. I'm going to the bank to report the ATM. You're reporting the ATM to who? Nice one. Yeah, yeah, but it was, yeah, but I'm glad we have made this much progress. So according to the book of engineer Irene Kagwasewankambo, what makes you Ugandan? Born, bred, and here to stay. Eh, summarized. <laughs> no, yeah. certainly. Yeah. I had all these opportunities to, to really, after my master's and all, but home is home. I love, you know, when I went for my master's, yeah. you know, we are always here saying, hey, always nosing in your business. 
and you're out there and you're dying to stop. Please be nosy in my business. Please say hello. Please, please be interested. Yeah. I love food. Yeah. Especially the fruits. Mm. The mangoes and uh, we had some friends from Estonia we, who were saying our avocado is also really good. What about the pineapples? You can't find them anywhere else in the world the same sweetness as they are in Uganda. I'm starting to think you're one of those people who enjoy pineapple and pizza. <laughs> Guilty, busted. Guilty, yeah. I went to, I went, I remember some years ago to Colombia and I was thinking, oh, it looks actually like I'm in Kabale. Yeah. And then I tested that fruit and I said, oh, maybe not. <laughs> not quite the same. Okay. I'm glad that you are born, bred, and here to stay. Here to stay is the fun part. Now, cyberbullying has become a point of dialogue, east, west, north, south. How are we going to mitigate this? Or what are we doing to cut it out? The most painful thing is we don't even notice what is bullying. We think, ah, you're just too too soft. Mm. You're being too hard. I'm just making a joke. But bullying and cyberbullying is not different from physical world bullying. A crime in the physical world is the same as a crime in the cyber world. So we're just taking our bad manners from the physical world onto the cyber world. Yeah. But we're making it seem like it is okay. Yeah. It is it is an acceptable practice. So sexist jokes, you know, the undermining, the attacking, you know, where you put each other down. We think all these habits are okay. And Body even the, exactly yeah. because even the the victims don't report because they think that is an okay. We actually have laws in Uganda, like the Computer Misuse Act. There are provisions in in there that are against cyberbullying and cyber harassment. Mm. But people don't report. And then there's the whole stigma of then, you know, the public is going to judge me that it's my fault. Or you're too soft, I mean. Exactly. (laughs) You're the one who brought it on yourself. You're too loud. So you find people instead choosing to, you know, stand down. And the, the culture on the internet is created not by a government, not by an individual, not by a community, but by all three. Mm. So we each have a responsibility to call it out when we say it and say, you know, if, if the victim hasn't said anything, point it out and say, you know, that that's out of order. Yeah. You can see globally the world is telling the tech companies, guys, you can't just be, mink, you know, making money. Yeah. Take a responsibility and also do something about it. If you can control everything else, why don't you come in when you see an actual case of bullying? So we're now going to make like digital parents and digital police. Because I don't think there's anything else we can do about it. We have to. Yeah. As, and, and it starts young. Yeah. The culture, you know, the, we have a saying in my language that, you know, when the tree has already become tall, that you can't. Oh, you see it, you see it in your language. And now you're I, I had to be nice. I, I had to be multilingual. So. We shall put subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> so when the tree, the eucalyptus tree has already grown. Yes. It is, it is quite hard to start bending it at that point. Absolutely. So we need to start when these children, we're introducing technology to the children when they're young. Mm-hmm. We have to teach them responsible use. We have to, grow the culture. The same way we grow a culture in our home, you tell them this is acceptable practice and this is not acceptable practice. When you get online, do this, do that. If you're attacked, what do you do? Don't suffer in silence. I read a story over the weekend of the child who nearly jumped in front of a train because of being, you know, bullied online. She accidentally shared her nudes (laughs) with one person who shared them Mm. and she was attacked. 
So she doesn't know how to handle the backlash on her. So we need to help the children to say, as you get onto the internet, these are the do's and don'ts. Mm. And when you get in trouble, what do you do? Where do you go to? Don't suffer in silence. So that we can create a culture. Mm. We can create acceptable norms. These things of us importing behaviors and and we think we we erode our nice cultures. I used to tell, I keep telling my children, you know, when we're growing up for us, we don't interrupt adults when they're talking. talking, But now we're making it seem like, oh yeah, you know, my child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're trying. Apparently we are having rapport now. Exactly. Because you speak in between my speech. (laughs) And, and you know, you're aware. And I'm talking, I'm having a conversation with Brandy and she comes in and says, no, mommy, you're wrong. How? Oh, yeah, exactly. So we need to create that culture, even in the children, in terms of cyber world. Yeah, I think that's good. And I feel like most, why am I putting my feelings here? I feel like, so we have been having a lot of conversation on where, and one thing that is uniform is that it takes two to tango. Yes. Which brings us to the next point, consumer affairs. Yes. Please shed more light on the UCC consumer affairs. Thank you for that question. So consumer, I would say, actually asked me earlier about our mandate. Our mandate falls in broadly four areas. Mm. We have the technical functions like spectrum management, anything that is wireless, anything that uses wireless systems needs spectrum, needs a radio frequency. So that's another role that we undertake as Uganda Communications Commission in the technical area. Then, we, of course, we also do quality of service, setting standards. Mm. And commonly, I'm asked, why do we need standards? You know, when you go to a, sh- a shoe shop, for example, you just say, I won't ask you a shoe size, so I'll just hypothetically give me a size six. Okay, yeah. close. Any shop you go and say a size six, you know that it actually fits a certain dimension. Yeah. But that's because standard-wise, size six has measurements that were set that every size six should be this dimension. Yeah. The same way in, in telecommunications and communications as a whole, yeah. we have standards so that you know that when I get my mobile phone and I connect, I don't want to know other details. It will just perform mm. because the manufacturer has complied with those standards. Yes. So as Uganda Communications Commission, we ensure we develop the local communication standards and then to any other international standards to which Uganda is a treaty member, we ensure compliance again of Uganda. Then we do quality of service in terms of monitoring, even the customer care that you're talking about. For example, we we ensure that the operator will respond to you in this amount of, you know, within 24 hours, you should have gotten a response. What's the escalation procedures and make sure that your complaint just doesn't drop somewhere without being responded to. Or having someone to give you feedback. Exactly. But we also do the technical side where we do some monitoring to make sure that, the, you know, that again, the service is meeting the standards that we have set. Yeah. Now coming to the quality of, I mean, to the consumer protection. Mm. Now we look at consumer protection in our case, not just as protection, but an empowerment. Because we as Uganda Communications Commission cannot be across the whole country at the same time. True. Unless you so have like need, regional, exact, regional, regional, even with regional, regional yeah. unless you have a person in every house and next to every person, it's not possible because as soon as I get out, you get out of that chair and somebody sits there, yeah. they might get a very different experience in terms of quality of service. Yeah. 
So to help us appreciate what is around the, con- uh, the country, we depend on the consumer. And the way we can depend on the consumer is if they're empowered and educated. Mm. So we conduct consumer education where we help them know their rights, but as rights, they also have obligations. Mm. Then they also, we help them understand the services, Mm. you know, them knowing and being able to exercise their choice as a consumer. Because Mm. as a country, we want that the consumer has a choice. I should not feel like I only have to use that operator. Or else I'll die. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so you want them to be able to exercise and understand how do I choose between providers? What should I look for? How do I understand what they are talking about? MBs, um, data bundles, Uh what is all this? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) But we also then get feedback from them because we want a responsive sector. So we want, we, for example, have the consumer parliaments that we hold every year and we go to different parts of the the country and we give the consumers an opportunity to take on so it's at that point we even have a person who's separate as the <laughs> as the judge yeah. and they then are able to give their feedback to the operators yeah. and have the operators answer to them of course sometimes it's also to us so we have to answer on behalf of government yes. but to make sure that then the consumer is heard mm. in terms of yes they have a platform that they can voice yes please then we also have the consumer complaints process. Of course, it is annoying to a consumer, but it is, it is good practice, yeah. international good practice. That you need to follow. You first complain mm. to the person who are, who, with whom you are grieved. When you're not happy with how they have handled your complaint. You escalate. You escalate. <laughs> Just like when you were kids, you would first attack. You were, why have you done this to uh, me? I'm going to tell the teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're not sorry. <laughs> then you go, mommy. Exactly. So in this case <laughs> as well, the yeah. consumer, we give we encourage them first go to the operator, yeah. report to your rep- operator in any service, any communication service, whether it's postal, courier, broadcasting, telecommunication, go to your operator first. Yeah. If you're not satisfied with the response you've received or how they've handled your complaint, you escalate it to us as UCC. And we always follow up and make sure there's appropriate, agreeable by all sides. Then if you might go away unhappy, but at least you have got an objective feedback to make sure that we protect your interests. Oh, that that part that part UCC does well. Thank you. When it's time to regulate, by the way, I don't understand. I feel like there are like a million lawyers who stay at UCC because regulation that part you don't compromise. And I'm glad that you're able to care about the consumers through the consumer affairs. So well done. Thank you. What three things come to your mind when you think of the parish development model? Oh. Good question. Yeah. Opportunity. Opportunity to. Opportunity to get to the household. Yes. Because many times we sit and many of the programs end up being at micro level. Yeah. So their impact is not felt by the people at the grassroots. Yeah. And that's why they remain unhappy. Yes. If we're saying we are looking at inclusive economic development, yeah. then we have to be sensitive to the person down there. Yes. So it's. An opportunity also that every sector is going to feel a need to re-examine its presence and the provision of public services yeah. in the parish area. And hopefully that will again result in improvement in the lives of the people. Of the people at the parish and the grassroots. That's one, two. Oh, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> in the case of UCC, again, opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. So one, opportunity, noticed. two. One of the challenges we are having in Uganda is device ownership. Mm. We want more people to get 
for example, onto the internet. Yeah. For me, it's no longer just enough for people to be connected to telecommunications and only have voice. Yes. In today's world, they need broadband connectivity. Yes. But broadband connectivity requires you to have a device. Yes. These devices, so far, the cheapest is forty dollars. I'm mean, glad you put it in dollars. It sounds little now. Forty dollars. Exactly. I will put it in, <laughs> in dollars. Your GX, <laughs> your GX, it may even sound a bit rosier. But when you put it in terms of the forty dollars, <laughs> and you're saying that the global world, you know, the poverty level is a, a dollar a day. Uh, uh, exactly. So in terms of, I have to still meet my needs. Yes. How do I then make sure I still have money to buy a phone? Mm. So I find the parish development model, we are currently, as Uganda Communications Commission, doing a pilot where we targeted the poorest um, districts in terms of the UBO statistics. Mm. And we're saying that if we give a tab, a smart tab to each household, there's a father, mother and children. Yes. So it doesn't matter whether the the dad is into farming or, you know, carpentry or anything they now have an opportunity through that shared device <laughs> to, to start getting a feel and enjoy and participate in the global digital economy. Yeah. So I see the parish development model as an opportunity for us as Uganda Communications Commission to, again, increase the penetration. No, not even because we don't do it ourselves. It's drag the operators down to make sure that they deliver in a responsive manner so that we get inclusiveness of those who are coming on board because yes, as they get the money, can it be in the digital economy and not the cash economy? True. Yes. I, you know, we have opportunity to have more digital transactions than physical cash. cash. Also COVID, where are you touching money and sharing? Exactly. Hmm. Of course we won't be antisocial, but exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. What are your two hobbies? Just two. Ah, my two hobbies. Mm. Ah, sometimes I used to enjoy all my movies. Mm. These days I feel like <laughs> even sleeping is, is, is a hobby in itself. It's a hobby in itself. Yes. Yeah. I love seeing new places. Yeah. Not the historical sites. Uh, it depends on which historical sites some I find not enjoyable, but I love seeing new places. I, mm. I love seeing new cultures and, and getting to know new things. Mm. I guess the curious mind in me. Yeah, the more we see, the more we learn. The more exposed we Exactly. Are. Yeah, my parents keep singing something called exposure. I'm like, you know, you need to go out there and see how people do things. And then you come back and appreciate what you have. Yes. You're like, sir, just give me that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's good. I like the sleeping is also good for you. They say the more you sleep. The no, no, it's not function. a hobby, but I'm just saying it's replacing my love of, of watching the movies. Mm-hmm. Because I know that somehow the novels also dwindled because I used to be such a novel reader and, and it just Give me a kick when I'd finish it in like three days. Yes. But these days it, it feels quite irresponsible to be on in the novel because all the time you're trying to balance me, you, work, home, everybody, uh, me time. Superwoman. No. 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 Never. <laughs> you really refuse. You're like, no, yeah. I'm not no, going to. Because I always advocate don't try to be a superwoman. Yeah. You, you're just then you tired. You burn out. Yeah. You burn out. That's true. So. It's a conversation we can have another day. But well, so. Do you have any, no, 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 no. Before we go there. Yes. Do you have any words to the young people in terms of uh, BPO and innovation and how, basing on how the population is really young, what can we do? 
should we explore more in the telecom sector in film what do we do for for crying out loud good question mm. you know when when business process outsourcing you know we're always accused in this sector that we use a lot of acronyms mm. so business process outsourcing when it began the whole craze was all about call centers mm. but it has evolved yeah. it has evolved in the most crazy ways some of which are embarrassing to talk about but I'll just go ahead and say it you have people doing homework for others remotely yeah. at a cost yeah. and you know but why i bring that as an example you know we have graduates that can become research assistants yeah. to persons who are abroad because business process outsourcing is so much about i don't have time or the resources to do it myself I am paying you to do it on my behalf and doing it and to do it well. Exactly. And yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that spoils um destinations being looked at as favorable yeah. if the quality of work. So we get unfortunately our youth get money hungry <laughs> these days. Economy is tight. Ah yes, but it's not an excuse to to erode your integrity from her mouth to your ears. <laughs> so we should always strive to do the very best you can mm-hmm. when you have the opportunity because what you do is what is going to sell you yeah. for someone to become a repeat customer it's because i am happy with your service yeah. but if you just do for the sake of it and i find i can get it better elsewhere i'll move on and you'll have lost the opportunity yeah. so to the youth i would say don't sit and wait for the opportunities to come to you yes reach out that is what the internet has opened up for us it has opened up the borders so it's a borderless world you don't have to be employed only in uganda yeah. and it is not that employment is when i am working in mtn airtel ucc and the like be your own boss mm-hmm. sit in your house it's you know hopefully rent free but even if it's in your room the cost of an office <laughs> exactly is a lot cheaper than and you can still do a lot of your phone yeah. look at how influencers have become of course that's another story but it's it's people harnessing their natural abilities and what they have around them the opinions exactly yeah. to create an opportunity or a livelihood so rather than wait and say but you know the telcos are no longer recruiting mm. no they are all these other opportunities along the value chain just look for what is an opportunity and grab it and grab it with both hands one thing i always tell people i work with is it's very important to put your best foot forward cuz then you have no you have when it works out you're glad you did and If i always tell i was telling people at Uganda communications best. commission yeah. uh, that don't think that the person who's your supervisor is only that path, is the only one watching you mm. your supervisor might actually be elsewhere in terms of someone who sees you and sees how great you're doing yeah. and decides to you know pick you up yeah. so even as you work don't work because now brandy my supervisor is seated in front of me so i have to impress her yeah. always put your best foot forward in everything you do mm. because you don't know who's watching and who will be impressed by you and help you progress in your career. True. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. My supervisors on leave so when she comes back and finds out ah uh, I was able to host the acting <laughs> idea like thank you for working in my absence. <laughs> okay, so we're done with the official part of um not even the official like the the UCC actual work. Now we are here for the quick fire. Are you ready for this one? Fire. <laughs> one. It's this or that so you yep. pick a one. 
the Arctic or the desert? Ah, penguins, polar bears. No, the, the desert. Why? It's actually pretty. Yeah. Mm. Have you visited one? Only the one in Dubai and the ride Did in the sun. Did you like sun, it? The sun dunes. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and and when you look at it, it's it's the marvel that it creates. The Arctic is cold. I don't like cold weather. Yeah, but the penguins are cute. Yeah, but cold. <laughs> I, I have to be freezing watching them. So I agree. I agree. no, yeah. thank you. You're right. The beach or the forest? I find the beach serene. Yeah, it's coming. Okay. The forest, yes, it has all these things that will keep you curious. But if you want to relax, yeah, I think the beach is more relaxing. Okay. Uh, comedy or romance? Comedy. Wow, I was born on Valentine's Day, so I, know. I, I guess I'm a sucker for him. No, but you know, I, I'm a person who's so into the true stories. Yes. So everybody laughs at me because then when you guess the sad part, I'm trying to hide that. <laughs> I, I don't like these things of he jumped out of the plane and didn't die. Yeah, no, like, that's what? hero never dies. Yeah. No, thank you. So he'd rather jump out of the plane to save a child and then he dies and the child is saved. And no, like, but yeah. at least let it be real. Yeah. <laughs> An, an accident so bad and then him he comes out unscratched how <laughs> and he's in slow motion exactly so I, I think I love I, I would laugh yeah. like a laugh yeah oh it's like it's good to laugh it's healthy to laugh good for your body true uh, city streets or country trails country trails agree dancing or singing dancing dancing huh? I do both but dancing yeah dining or delivery Dining, that means I have cooked it. No, that, yeah, that means also you owe you eat, oh, you eat at the restaurant, restaurant or the food finds you at your desk. Okay. I think mm. I'd like the delivery. The delivery, yeah. <laughs> it gives you sometimes <laughs> it I, gives you the opportunity to do so much more, right? Right. But sometimes I take like a time off to go and do the dining because then you have to look at the restaurant, you see who's on a date, you see who came for <laughs> reprimanding. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when I was in school and I couldn't I couldn't read in a library. Yeah. Because I would I would instead of reading my books, I'd be looking up and saying, and then it's twisting there. Yeah. Then there and it's over concentrated. I think that when things have refused, they're writing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I could not read. I needed my private space. Okay. That would make sense. Facebook or Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you on this one. I'm an engineer, so short is easier for me. Mm. Hey, yeah. I, I, SS, SS were never my strong point, so mm. it has to be Twitter. Okay. And, and, and for other reasons, but what? <laughs> what do I know? Flying or driving? I love driving. You love I've driving. always dreamt of, of actually flying an aeroplane, but I've never had a chance, so... I have to take driving because mm. then I can drive. I have cousins. One is 19, other is, I think, 21. And they're studying pilot. I don't know what the course is called, but I know they're learning how to fly. You know, and when you look at them in their uniforms, <laughs> carrying that briefcase, <laughs> yes. that was a thrill. And then they go and sit in that monster and they're the ones in charge. Yeah. That was the inspiration to try and become a pilot. Never have I. <laughs> yeah, I know that was my dream. Then I dropped it when someone said they read a lot. Yeah. That too. And you have to advance from one plane to another. Yeah. Anyway, fruits or vegetables, broccoli or mangoes? I learned. These days I actually end up finding that fruits are too sweet. Yeah. I I never used to do veggies. Yeah. But I guess it has caught up with this. Um, I even tested, have you tested broccoli? 
Yes, I, I did in the lockdown. In the lockdown, what did we do? <laughs> exactly, and it's 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 surprisingly palatable, right? Let's not. Let us not. <laughs> I'll teach you, right? Yeah. I will come and you will teach me how that is done. And uh, oceans or mountains? <laughs> Both of them are horrible. Right? I agree. So let's try <laughs> hunting or fishing. Uh, fishing any day. Mm. Man, hunting the animal might come instead and take me with it. No, I'll, yeah, I'll I do agree. the fishing. Are you ready for one more? Yes. One more is... Uh, <sighs> Okay, You're road trip, this road trip or game drive? I love my game drives. Yeah, until an elephant steps on your car. No, I've had an experience where an elephant looked like it was ready to charge for us. Yeah, when the car and the guys decided <laughs> to do flash photography. Yes, you know those instructions where they keep telling you do not do flash photography, mm. and the elephant just start, the ears were looking like they are pumping, and all of us were like drive, drive. <laughs> so. But the adrenaline is still exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm so glad. Pleasure. One, I want to let you know that you've been one of our favorite guests. And we I have hope come. that means I'll come back, right? Yeah. But now for the next time, uh, anyway, never mind. Yes, that's true. <laughs> We're so glad to have had you today. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we have come to the end of this podcast. Oh, I was enjoying it so much, right? Mm. Sorry. Yeah. Next time though. Thank you very much for all this information you've shared. And I think we're going to be better digital citizens in terms of cyberbullying and all these other things. And we're going to consume the consumer affairs of UCC with more joy and so much more. And uh, may the telecom operate, network operators also watch this so they can do us better on top of the good that they've been doing for us. They are waiting to do a lot more. Yeah. I'm holding them to it. And also, Happy New Year. Happy New Financial Year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering what. It's July. Where am I starting? A new year. Yeah. Uh, next, we're going to have a poem from Jason Taro, and it's titled The Pessimist. Enjoy. And uh, I've been your girl, Brandy Azire Valentine, your host. What are your socials? So we can find you on the internet. Off mic. <laughs> I'll put them at the end. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, keep in touch with us on the Ugandan podcast and also the Ministry of ICT and National Guidance on Twitter um, and other platforms. And uh, we love you very much. For God and my country, bless. Welcome to this networked world, a world where we pat our own backs with edited Retakes of retakes of retakes of selfies. A place where we regurgitate and ruminate on our own thoughts. Retweet, share, share, retweet, repost this lifetime event. Where self-satisfaction and self-indulgence are king. Now in this world, in this world we believe that we know everything. Here there exists no opinion but self-created facts where we label and we categorize our mind's thought processes, our friendships, our peace of mind, and our beliefs. A place where we seek empty belief. Social media. Social media has created a society of single-serving beings who latch onto a quick-fix happiness that buzzes endorphins for but a moment. Snapchat. 
Here we snip and we clip everything. Here, irregularly formed words are strung together, forming incoherent blocks of random nothingness to fit within a word limit. Words like they. Emotions are replaced by emoticons, expressions by emojis, smileys are now the new words. This is now a whole new language. Our palms, our palms and our eyes are now glued to our gadgets while we lazily talk to our frenemies. Our palms, our palms and our eyes are now glued to our gadgets while we lazily walk around like zombies while we talk to our frenemies. Yes, our true friends are on Facebook. We are a new breed of existentialists, a network of narcissists searching for fleeting bliss, hoovering others' beliefs without actually knowing the true facts. Now you see, most of us are dependent on this, addicted. Through this, we embrace lifestyles that we barely understand just because it's the in thing, just because the gadget tells you that it's a trend. And now most of us join it just to fit in. We create this world with a high wall where we perch and we sit in comfort during our hours of wake. And on this same wall, on this very same wall, we plaster posters, or if you prefer, we post pieces and pictures of our achievements and wait for likes and approved of comments, deleting those that we do not agree with. We fight about who is right, about who is wrong, straight, gay, feminist, atheist, religious, female genital mutilation, male circumcision, and forget, and forget, and forget at the end of the day we are all but one thing. We have become emotionless, pacifists, latching onto slogans to seem like we actually care. Oh, I'm supposed to be a good person. Hashtag bring back our girls. Hashtag black lives matter. Hashtag me too. Then we shrivel back into the shadow of the net that engulfs the world. Welcome to social media.